0: Welcome back to another untitled Sundance review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, are you ready to go back to In the Earth? From the director of the Meg 2, the upcoming The Meg Art. 2. <laughs> um Ben Wheatley's In the Earth is what we are reviewing on today's Sundance Review. Eric, we are halfway or over halfway through the festival. Uh, tons of reviews that people can go check out right here on untitled movie reviews. Uh, Ben Wheatley, a director that, um, is just breaking out into, I guess, you know, um, the mainstream. He's been kind of an indie director, making small, smaller movies um, for a little while. But he had Rebecca on Netflix last year, and now he has Hannibal Hammer. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We won't get into that. But today we are reviewing his new uh, horror film that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in The Earth. Uh, eric let's just get right into it what is in the earth yeah so
1: in the earth is ben wheatley's kind of return to small scale horror movies both kill list and a field in england um are kind of very much represented of his career thus far and in terms of you know him as as a filmmaker and sort of Psychedelic qualities with a slow burn, underlining kind of menace and atmosphere. And In the Earth is very similar, uh, shot during the pandemic. And this movie is sort of about the pandemic, but not naming it. COVID and not really talking about what it is specifically, just saying a sort of a, a, a nameless pandemic has has taken place and the world is changing. And uh, a scientist played by uh, Joel uh, Fry, who is probably best known for playing the sidekick best friend in Yesterday, was actually also just recently cast in the new Jane Austen adaptation of Persuasion with uh, Sarah Snook, um, plays a scientist who's been- He was also in Game of Thrones as well. Right, right, right. And he plays a scientist who is sent to the this British sort of um, forest and basically is in search of a colleague and is guided through the forest by a park ranger. and their mission is to find and retrieve uh, this colleague. Um, but as they go deeper and deeper into the woods, Things get stranger and more psychedelic uh, as as things reveal to be a little bit uh, perhaps supernatural or at least um, science and magic are combining and turning uh, people against one another as, as we come along and as we see other characters. It's a little bit of a a twisted kind of psychological thriller. There are body horror elements. Um, There are nods, obviously, to more recent movies, whether it be Annihilation or The Thing. Um, Again, referencing his other movies that he has made from uh, Kill List to a field in England. And it has that kind of bleak sense of humor that he's also very much known for. Uh, Not everybody's cup of tea, but I think there are parts of this movie that are really well done in terms of it being an unsettling mood piece. And um, there are other parts of the film that are also just kind of pedestrian very familiar territory yeah it's the greatest hits of ben wheatley's career it almost feels like if you haven't seen his other movies this is kind of a good film to kind of start with kind of get what i
0: dare i say dip your toe to into <laughs> yes or maybe more than one <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i'm not i i like ben wheatley i've only i've probably um seen more his more recent stuff probably from. Well, I mean, I guess I've seen most of it, uh, to be honest. I I think Kill list is the only thing I had I haven't seen actually. Well, he also um, did Down Terrence, oh, which Down, is his first yeah.
1: movie. Sightseers, which is his third film. Which but
0: we saw did we wait, that was before I knew you or maybe, we saw that together? Maybe that,
1: at TIFF. I think
0: that was twenty fourteen. Twenty twelve. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it at TIFF. Same with The Field of England. I think I saw both of those with you. But who knows? I don't know how long I've been friends with you. Um ten years. Yeah, I I would say that I'm more familiar with his his recent work, uh, you know, with High Rise, Free Fire, Rebecca. I don't know if I saw Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. Um, I don't think I did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on this. You you brought up the comparisons to Annihilation, um, um, which I did very much see in that. You know, the last act of the movie. I think the movies. Sp- Distinctly in in a couple different acts of like the intro intro act of the pandemic and and the research that's going on and things like that. Oh, I have to get my Eric. Keep talking. The doorbell just went off, and I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like
1: it's it's very much following the genre tropes of sort of the survivalist horror movie where you have. Characters put into an environment and they slowly descend into madness and it's very much a slow burn leading up to kind of a big finale, a third act reveal that's supposed to be kind of gory and weird and sort of – you know what the whole movie is 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 building up to and and when you get to that moment, um, I think it's kind of satisfying and I actually really like the way that they use strobe lighting in this movie. So, you know, trigger warning for people that can't handle I it. I
0: hate it, dude.
1: I, I liked it in this movie. I don't normally like it, but I like the way that it was used because there was a, a, a reason for it um but it also kind of weirdly reminded me a little bit of um, apocalypse now where it's almost like the scientist that they're looking for uh played by Haley squirrels is um almost like colonel kurtz in a way like the they keep talking about her and you know her research and what she's doing in there and sort of trying to look for a cure and also kind of you know see if if you know the environment has something to offer in, in sort of pointing us as hu- humanity in in the right direction and um, you know the further you get into that forest into that setting you know the 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 civilized society in the world that we came from which is already broken down because of the pandemic is even more so lost and and the people that they come across or the person that they come across uh, Reese Shursmith, I think is actually Zach. really, really good in this. Uh, yeah. He's and he's all again, he's kind of a little bit like Dennis Hopper in uh, apocalypse. Now he's um, kind of zany, but I like that his character isn't easy to define and the way that he presents himself to begin with, I think is also very interesting.
0: Yeah, um sorry guys I had to someone was picking up my laptop from my <laughs> my work laptop and stuff. If you don't know I quit my job. You can listen to about it on the last untitled movie podcast. But it's all done now. The laptop's gone, the mouse is gone, the charger's gone. Uh I can clap my hands together and i'm gone with that what was i saying i said i was a little mixed so yeah I, yeah I mean the movie to me is distinctly like in my head the beginning intro stuff which involves the pandemic there's the middle section with Z- the zach character um and then there's the final act which integrates obviously some of the zach stuff and some of the more supernatural things things that are happening or, or, or stuff like that. The, and it becomes quite trippy in that last act with the, like you mentioned the strobe lighting and the sounds and the, um, kaleidoscope imagery and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of mixed on it. I just felt like mostly indifferent. And, um, I, I, the strobe lighting, I get that it contextually, like in the movie kind of makes sense with the experiments that they're doing and, and, and stuff like that. But I, I just hate strobe lighting in movies i just always find it unnecessary because one it's dangerous um to some people two it's just very uncomfortable to another section of people um and i just feel like if you if you don't have to use it try not to so that was like my sentiment when it comes to the strobe lighting, like I just find it very hard to focus or watch because, like, I get really fucked up when I see strobe lighting, and I have to turn away, and like it, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I know no, that's, that's kind that's of the, the intention. Fair. I get that that's sort of the in, the intention because they're using it, you know, in in the context of the film, it makes sense. So I prefer that rather than. Strobe lighting in a, a nightclub scene, or just for the sake of it, like when you don't necessarily need to have it in the movie. Um, this at least is part of the story, um, but I don't want to get too hung up on that. But um, I like the as it gets trippier into that last act, and you start to kind of they hint at some of the maybe um, supernatural or kind of um, fairy tale esque almost nature of some of the the things that they're talking about and. Um, and integrating it into the COVID stuff. I don't know if it all totally works for me, but like, um, I like the psychological nature of the stuff with the Zach character as, you know, um, Zach attack. Um, yeah, as the Zach attack is happening. And, um, so like, I don't think I, I it just didn't really totally click with me. Um, That's fair. and I think that like, I don't necessarily think it's a bad movie or anything. Cause it is, it feels very like Ben Wheatley's always kind of hit or miss for me. um, And I I like a lot of the thing, a lot of things in his movies, but then they don't always work. Like, I don't know if I've really loved anything he's done. Um, I think. But you you haven't seen Kill List, have you? No, which I heard is very good. That's
1: the one I think you would like the most. I think like that is like his best film and it predates again like i think i've talked about this before when we were reviewing midsummer and 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 hereditary and talking about that where like it kind of predates ari aster's stuff and and like there's similar themes and and sort of a, a dark kind of twistedness within almost like a very familiar setting or at least one that's kind of almost banal and then some like it gets a little bit creepier the the further you push into the plot and the more you uncover and that's kind of what this is as well where yeah, i
0: was gonna say that's kind of similar to this and you can obviously see like he he could get very gruesome at times and it, it's uncomfortable um i made a joke about dipping your toe in um which i won't spoil that but that was a a joke towards there's always
1: something with like a body part in one of his movies where like something like really is horrible or off-putting like the the film i don't like of his that um there is some dna of this in 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 the earth is um a field in England, which I feel like that film to me is his most kind of experimental for the sake of like just kind of like, okay, I got a group of my friends together. I'm going to shoot this movie in a literal field in England, but make it kind of like a period piece and sort of like add, you know, disturbing like sight gags and visuals of like, you know, genitals with like warts on them and things like that. And like that's kind of also like his weird sense of humor. But I think when he is really, really kind of at his best it's sort of stripping away the psychedelic aspect of it and just leaving it as kind of an atmospheric and eerie sort of yeah. experience and that's what kill list is and and i really like sightseers as well but sightseers i would say is i mean even though he directed the film i mean alice lowe her signature is much is as much on it as a writer and co-star in, in in the film um and her sensibilities in terms of humor there and you know having also she directed uh, Prevenge, um, you you can kind of tell that that's, you know, as much her film as it is his. Um, but again, like if you haven't seen a Ben Wheatley movie and kind of want to gauge what he's like as a filmmaker, I would recommend this as like, kind of like uh, sort of the, the, the way to kind of be introduced to him. If you don't, Watch Kill List or um, Down Terrence or or A Field in England first. Like if you're coming into this movie as your first Ben Wheatley, you'll get a pretty good representation of what he is as a filmmaker. Like if, I, if you were to watch Rebecca as your first movie, which I'm sure a lot of people maybe had. I, I would say I that is not. I guarantee
0: it's most people's first. Yeah, movie. or Free
1: Fire. I mean, Free Fire was 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 a big enough movie because of enough, yeah. because of Brie Larson as well being in it after winning the Oscar for Room and things like that, and also again Hannibal Hammer. Um, but those two movies are again. I wouldn't necessarily say like that's like representative of of his career or who he is as a filmmaker and his personality in the Earth kill us in a field in england are the movies that are kind of like closer to his sensibility and i'm very still curious to see like obviously he's not doing tomb raider 2 now but um what the meg 2 will be because i just don't see his vision or style really kind of being projected in that kind of film and almost be that voice being drowned out by the special effects and eaten by the shark um so you know like maybe it'll it'll work for him in that after making the Meg 2, he'll have enough money to go off and make 30 more of, you know, his own weird little movies and maybe one of them will have Jason Statham in, a, in it. I don't know. Like, he's just a guy like, again, like, I totally get where you're coming from. And, and and just to go back to the strobe lighting thing, I wasn't saying, like, I wasn't trying to say, like, you know, if, if somebody has a sensitivity to it, I wasn't saying, like, that's the thing that, that like, you know, I know you should you're not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm talking more like when strobe lighting is used as more of an aesthetic in a movie, like there was an actual kind of reasoning purpose behind it, a purpose yeah. behind it that I think made sense in terms and I, of. I, I agree into the with story. that. Yeah,
0: I always lean towards that. It, I feel like it makes more people uncomfortable, or it could even possibly be dangerous to some people. Yeah. More, which outweighs the pros of having it even integrated into this story that's me personally like I, I just i obviously it's not dangerous to me but i do feel very uncomfortable in strobe lighting in movies like it does like bo- like it bothers my eyes a lot and it's like i've talked to my eye doctor about it who's my aunt <laughs> um and she's just like that's more of a brain thing than an eye thing like but um anyways yeah i I, and i know you you know that and and you you're not advocating saying fuck you it's if it's part of the story then just don't watch it
1: i'm just looking at it from like a purely like okay like he's actually there's there's a reasoning behind it where like a lot of filmmakers will will use it because because it's it's cool you know like or it looks interesting like you know as much as we like someone like nicholas vending refin like i mean he he's a style over substance guy and like you know if he's using it it's not necessarily to sort of be a part of the story. It's just because, like, oh, it looks cool or weird or, like, there's something off-putting about it where this kind of feels like, okay, there is a a scientific use to it. But again, I like the I, – I love stories where, like, science and the supernatural clash and, like, sort of, like, the old gods and, like, religion becomes – a part of it. I mean, another movie that I haven't seen actually, and it was one that I've still kind of have avoided, and I don't know why, is *The Ritual*. And I know a lot of people, you know, have, have said that it's kind of similar to that as well. Um, so I, I'm I'll eventually get to the ritual because it's on Netflix but yeah I, I it's 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 a it's a minor Ben Wheatley movie but I kind of had fun with it and I I mean again I'm a, a sucker for the horror genre and I just think he's an interesting filmmaker when it comes to sort of making these kinds of movies and um, and, and to, to Sundance's credit with the strobe lighting thing, they
0: did have a, 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 a warning. warning. Yeah. So, you know, no, which is good. At least if you're going to do it, be very upfront. And I think more and more cinemas were doing that obviously with, with certain movies recently that have it. Cause I think it's, you know, you have to be careful of that stuff. Um, yeah, it just didn't necessarily totally work for me. Um, didn't hate it by any means, but, um, I'm going to give it a, a, a two and a half out a five. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I
1: I enjoyed the movie and I thought it was a uh, psychedelic romp in the woods.
0: Nice. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, please check out the rest of our Sundance twenty twenty one coverage right here on Untitled Movie Reviews. We have tons of stuff up on this channel, and obviously a ton of content uh, previously before Sundance. So please go check all that out. If you are new, um, we have two other shows we'd love for you guys to subscribe to: Untitled Movie Podcast and Untitled Movie Conversations. Um, so please go subscribe over there. Drop us a review if you would be so kind on those three shows, um, and follow us on all the social medias at Untitled underscore Cast. Um, as always, my name's Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work at, un, uh, around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and podcast services. And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm
1: Eric March, you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. And until next time, don't go in the woods for there might be a Zach attack.